what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Make the most of your life. When you remove the blocks that are holding you back, you can bring inspiration, passion, and purpose to yourself and those around you. This is the Hoffman Connection with your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon. Our hosts and their guests will give you the tools that you need to improve yourself by bringing you closer to what really matters. Now, here's your host. Welcome once again to the Hoffman Connection. We're coming to you live from beautiful Northern California. My name is Raz Ingrassi. I'm here with my co-host, Ed McClune. And, um, hey, Ed. Nice to be here with you, buddy. <laughs> That's right. And uh, if you've never heard of the Hoffman Institute, we are this year celebrating 45 years as a leading personal development program worldwide. Uh, our motto is, when you're serious about change, uh, we're here for you. So we have 16 sites in 11 countries across the the world, helped about 90,000 people worldwide. And the Hoffman Process, our signature program, is an amazing eight-day retreat, residential retreat of personal development and discovery, all validated by university-level scientific research. Uh, as I mentioned, co-host Ed McClune, Hoffman teacher and therapist, Ed, over to Good you. Afternoon, Raz. Nice to have you here. Nice to be with you. Uh, our purpose here with the Hoffman Connection is to bring education, tools, and inspiration to you to help you connect with a life you love by uh, connecting you to some amazing people as our guests who also are finding lives they love. We offer the uh, Hoffman Quadrinity process about 30 times a year at our site in uh, St. Helena in the Napa Valley and also on the East Coast. If you'd like to learn more about the Hoffman process, um, you can go to our website, hoffmaninstitute.org. There you'll find all sorts of information about our courses, our teachers, but also information about a free confidential introductory call that happens every Tuesday afternoon at 5 Pacific time. So if you're listening to the show live this afternoon, it would be immediately after our show. Uh, 5 o'clock Pacific time. And again, to find out more about that, hoffmaninstitute.org, our website. Now, Raz, why don't you introduce Sarah this afternoon? Yes. Joining us today is Sarah Batiste, Ph.D. Uh, Dr. Batiste is a leading-edge consultant, a life coach, counselor, and a teacher supporting other people to fulfill their destiny. And Sarah is also on the Professional Advisory Council of the Hoffman Institute, has been for probably... I don't know, 12 or 15 years, and has advised us a lot in our programs. She's trained, she's counseled musicians, um, executives, scientists, celebrities, world leaders, and quite honestly, she's been on a lot of television programs and, and, and featured in leading print media. And um, 
Her latest book is Spiritual Makeover, 10 Practices for Falling in Love with Your Life. And uh, Sarai has, as I mentioned, been on CNN and MTV talk shows, lecture around the planet. And uh, so we're really happy to hear to have Sarah with us today to talk about intimacy and defining intimacy and how to have more of it, what it is. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Raz, and it's really a pleasure to be with you too, Ed. I'm I'm feeling Thanks. very grateful to be in your presence here um, through the wires, and and to be able to support the wisdom of the Hoffman community and those people that might be tuning in today. It really is my my honor and my joy to be celebrating today with you in this conversation. Well, thank you. You know, so many people want more intimacy in their lives. Uh, You're an expert, so I want to start off by asking you, how do you define intimacy? What is it? This is one of my favorite conversations and something that I bring up in my practice on a regular basis. The way that I define intimacy is self-intimacy is the key, which is our ability to identify our feelings, accept our feelings, and manage our feelings. It is also the ability to identify who we are and all of our traits, both positive and negative, being able to accept them and manage them. And ultimately, this gives us a pathway for growth, connection, and change and allows us to be authentic human beings, which is the ultimate joy for all of us. So it sounds like intimacy is a, I mean, the words all made a lot of sense, but then I started thinking, wow, living this way is quite a challenge. (laughs) So I imagine that what you do is help people learn how to live that way. Well, because we have so many problems that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, and it if we don't look at our past, which is what we have to do and, and why Hoffman is such a powerful, if, if I can give a plug for it, I've been, um, as you know, supporting the Institute by referring many people to it over the years, and it's an honor for me. Um, it always brings me to my knees to get them there to experience their own changes by taking a short, brief time in their life to look at their past and dig down deep into how they became the person that they are, it is a very, very valuable thing that really transcends um, any form of, uh, you know, type of therapy because when you take seven days to go inward and make those changes, you come out really having the intimacy that we're talking about here. You're able to manage yourself much better. And there's, also- you know, such an amazing growth experience. That takes place well, in thank that. Thank you. We really appreciate yeah. all your support. You're, mm-hmm. You've been an amazing uh, supporter of so many people on their path. Let me ask you this question. How do you cultivate this um, relationship with yourself, self-intimacy, knowing what you're feeling? Um, how do you cultivate that? Well, when we refer to what it means, being able to identify a feeling, it really means stopping and being present and tuning in to what's happening right in that moment. And for most of us, mm. we're in patterns all the time. We're reacting to everything. You know, we're, there were stimulus response machines, and Freud said it best uh, when he said, you know, we, that we are just repeating things constantly, and it's called the repetition compulsion. Whatever is incomplete from the past, we recreate over and over and over again until mm-hmm. we become aware of it. 
So, you know, the idea and just planting the seed that you could be intimate with yourself and being able to stop, look, and listen to how you're feeling and being able to accept the feeling, which is very difficult for some people. You know, it's easy to react in anger, but actually stopping when you're angry and pausing for a moment to find a different choice or some other pathway of doing something with that anger is a healthier version of you and also a much more intimate version of you. Um, I think that if we just take the example of anger, it's an important emotion because it's meant to teach you that something's wrong. It gets your attention that you have to do something. But that something isn't react in a negative way, which many of us spontaneously do because we don't take the time to just pause and settle in with what we're feeling and find a different way or a different solution to the problem. Well, I know that my own experience is uh, that I like to, I don't like to, I'm trained, like so many of us in this culture, to, to go intellectual on things, to go into my, my, my mind, my intellectual mind, and instead of my emotions. Um, you know, I personally, I don't like feeling vulnerable. People say, oh, how good it is to feel vulnerable. Well, if it's so good, why do they call it vulnerability? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not so good. And, but, um, but, you know, practicing so what's good about feeling it? vulnerable so, actually is a wonderful practice because, you know, if, you're, if, if we are so afraid of vulnerability, then we can't really get anywhere in life because who we are is who we are. We have our faults. We have our mistakes. You know, we've made mistakes, and we have a lot of pain that we carry around. And so, you know, the idea that we could be transparent beings allows us actually to be more loving and more centered and more full of grace, which is the ultimate joy for most of us. So it's letting go of that um, uh, different patterns of defensiveness and strategies for uh, not being found out, not being revealed, uh, and actually taking the risk to disclose more about what we're feeling, opening ourselves, uh, being connected to people, and being present. Is that kind of like Absolutely. the Absolutely, and I just want to about? say something about the risk-taking part of it, yeah. because when it comes to a big issue, and let's be practical here, most people have a very difficult time facing something that they could experience uh, a rejection. So, for example, if you bring up a topic with your lover, your boyfriend, your husband, your partner, a business associate, anybody that's uh, an area of conflict, the fear is that they'll leave us, that they won't love us anymore, that we'll be abandoned, and it causes you know us a lot of. It, it, we're filled with a lot of challenge when we have to face that. So, it isn't exactly the easiest thing in the world to be intimate with somebody, but when if you don't have the desire to be the person who can face that fear and go into a conversation anyway, then you're really holding back on all the power that you might have to change things in your life that aren't working. So well, self-intimacy is very important to be able to get to the questions, to be able to get to the answers, and be able to confront things that aren't working for you. And that's showing up as self-love when you do that. So one of the things that I'm really enjoying about the way you're speaking about this is that you're normalizing for everyone the fact that it is scary sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, if it's scary for you, it's scary for me, it's scary for Ed. Um, you know, one of the things people need to 
uh, I mean, I think an opening into self-intimacy is just accepting that it's normal to maybe feel scared about it or apprehensive. And that's something to, to overcome or to work with. Well, here's an extreme example of fearing intimacy. I'll never forget this one time I was actually meditating and I got very deep in my meditation and I went to a place inside that was so deep that I started shaking and I came out of it and I was, I thought I was going to die. But when I realized it was because of the intimacy that I was feeling in letting go and relaxing to that degree, um, it wasn't a big deal, but in the moment it scared me. So something I, had, something had to come up and come out. And, and um, it was, it was a frightening moment because I was being very intimate with myself in, in just getting deep and relaxed and letting go. And I think that's an example of, of how it is when we, you know, are even in a relationship where we love someone and we're close to them and we're cuddling with them. I mean, sometimes we cry. It feels so intimate and so close and scary. Sure. So, but you're saying that this self-intimacy is a... Uh, a precursor or a prerequisite to other forms of intimacy we can cultivate. Is that right? Uh, you know, our lack of self-intimacy causes a person to lack in self-love. Mm -hmm. So if how can we love ourselves if we don't know ourselves? And so and there's a direct correlation between self-intimacy, self-acceptance, and even self-respect, and how how we can love others. You know, it's all based on how we love ourselves. Uh-huh. You know, well. Sarah, one of the, one of the words that you used um, just at the start when talking about self intimacy was identify, accept, and manage feelings. And we can, we need to take a quick break uh, managing the time. But I'd like to hear more about what you mean by managing feelings um, when we come back. And we'll do that in just a minute here on the Hoffman Connection. Before we go to break, um, I want to remind everybody or let you all know that the Hoffman Institute has a promotion on our eight-day intensive, our seven-and-a-half-day intensive, the Hoffman process. Um, and you can find out more about that promotion of a $300 early bird discount plus a gift certificate of $145 for signing up for one of our courses. And you can learn more about that at hoffmaninstitute.org. We'll be back with Sarah Vatisse in just a minute or two here on the Hoffman Connection. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? 
The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McLoon, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. And welcome back to the Hoffman Connection with Raz and Grossi. I'm Hoffman teacher Ed McLoon, and our guest, Dr. Sarah Vintis, whose latest book is Spiritual Makeover, Ten Practices for Falling in Love with Your Life. So, Sarah, um, when you were talking about, you know, this sort of personal intimacy, you brought up, you know, the, the importance of knowing your feelings, knowing your emotions, and you said, you know, to identify them and accept them. So that much, I think, is is more clear to me, but then another key element that you mentioned was to manage the feelings. Um, could you say more about what that looks like? Okay, well, our our issues are often, our actions are often reactions. When you are intimate with yourself, you, you can take the reaction that you're having, um, perhaps it's rejection, feeling abandoned, uh, some kind of emotional pain coming up. Uh, hurt, anger, frustration, um, control, which is something a lot of us have. I have that one, and I have to work on that one constantly. Disappointment, whatever that emotion is that you're feeling in that moment, and find a healthy choice around what to do with it because, you know, we don't want to be in reaction to things all the time. We want to be able to do what's right for that moment and sometimes taking a pause and just assessing things and being able to talk about our feelings in a way that isn't making our our people wrong, making our children wrong, making our friends wrong or making someone else, you know, blaming or going into a guilt mode or guilt-inducing mode with people. We do a lot of things to try to protect ourselves from being hurt. So if we understand that we're vulnerable and we're fragile, it gives us um, a better way to, you know, um, be able to deal with life and also it's a healthier choice. People will trust us. They'll want to be close with us if we're not in reaction to things all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, almost listening to what direction the feeling is indicating. Does listening. that make sense? Yeah. Listening to what direction it is and also being able to be kind to ourselves with what we're feeling. So, for example, you know, I'll take one of my issues from childhood. I was, I felt a lot of rejection in childhood. So I notice, you know, when something comes up around rejection, there's a little bit of anxiety there. And I think to myself, okay, where's that anxiety coming from? Ah, it's that deep wound that I have is 
going on in my self-talk. And then I realize, wait a minute, what can I do with that wound? Oh, it's healed. Ah, that's right. Okay, I don't have to feel rejected right now. And then it's like it washes through me. You know, instead of it being something I'm carrying around for an hour or two or going back to in my mind when I put my head on the pillow, I actually dissolve the energy around it because I realize it's coming from somewhere in my past and it's not in my present. And does that work for um, emotions that are not necessarily attached to some past trauma? You know, I'm I'm sad, I'm worried, I'm concerned. Absolutely. It, it works beautifully for that. It's okay to be sad, and it's okay to walk through it. It's like you take that sadness and put it in front of you, and you hold it, and you be, be kind to it. Because it's part of what you're going through right now. If you've suffered a loss and you're, you know, dragging this intense feeling of sadness around you, it's not something that can be washed out of you right away. You kind of have to nurture it and be tender with yourself around it and accept it fully and, and just allow it to be. It's part of who you are in that moment. So that's, right. that's important. That, that is a good distinction. Yeah, I understand that that, um, so that helps me understand what you're talking about when you'll learn when you were speaking about managing the feelings you know that your your uh, your book is you know about falling in love with your own life and certainly when the topic of intimacy comes to mind most of us immediately jump to do this for the sake of so i can have a, whatever a tight emotionally bonded relationship with somebody else um so before we even move there, I'm, I'm imagining that part of the spiritual makeover is so that I can have love in my life with another. But um, what you're what you're essentially saying and advocating for is gaining skill to just be intimate with myself. Is that that's right? That's absolutely correct because it's it's an ongoing process. In fact, what I want to be really practical here. What just occurred to me is if you talk to people who are in the dating game and they put their profile up on match.com or something like that the women that i talk to and oftentimes the men are looking for the the cues or the clues in the conversation on the on you know these profiles where they understand that somebody actually has the ability to they they have learned about themselves or they want to know themselves or they want to be um, in a conversation that's a little bit deeper, um, where they're uh, allowing themselves to have some emotional flexibility with somebody that they're talking to or interested in, I, I just think it's a really um, value. Uh, there's a, it's a valuable thing to um, understand that everyone wants this. Everyone is looking. If you're looking for love and and uh, intimacy with another human being. You know, the basis, the foundation of a relationship has to start with let's talk about who we really are. Let's, you know, let's be able to listen to each other. Let's not, you know, be the kind of people that we just take, you know, real slow in getting to know each other. Either you can, you're transparent and you can jump right in and, and find out about that person or there's a lot of blocks, heart blocks. I, I call them in one of the books that I wrote actually, which was called Life Mates, the Love Fitness Program for a Lasting Relationship. And, um, you know, if you are blocked, there are too many things you're embarrassed or ashamed of. Um, it's difficult to be open and vulnerable. You can't share your feelings very easily. Um, and it, uh, I mean, there's just a whole 
list of things that happen when we're blocked in our hearts. We have past experiences that hurt us, and we're afraid to get close, and on and on. So I think, you know, when when it comes to partnership, there are a lot of things we have to talk about to and and assess in order to become more intimate with that person. And it takes time. So, so Rob, can you give us a little bit more, you know, of the ten practices? What's the of falling in love with yourself or with your well, life? Well, absolutely. Uh, one of the practices is being authentic. And um, my favorite uh, quote is, 90% of the world's woes come from people not knowing themselves, their abilities, their frailties, and even their real virtues. Most of us go almost all the way through life as complete strangers to ourselves. And what that refers to is when we are living an authentic experience, and we have this, what I call, unconditional fearless intimacy with ourselves, we are able to have confidence in who we are, and we're not ashamed, and we're not embarrassed. We can have compassion for other people because we feel really grounded and anchored, which is why this whole conversation is is really so important to understand. And I, I know that you experience that as a teacher when you see someone getting rid of all their pain and their suffering, both both of you. And at the end of the seven days, they have found their authentic self. It's because they've actually had a conversation around uh, all of the things that they've struggled with and some of and dropped their blocks to being who they really are. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so important as one of the exercises in my book is really to do an inventory of who we are and to observe without judgment what our patterns are and, you know, look at our failures, look at our successes and have compassion, uh, which is one of the most important qualities for all of us to walk around with. So, yeah, it's being authentic and then being able to, um, another practice that I have is called tuning into your thought adjuster and people's interest is always peaked when I bring up the whole concept of thought adjuster and it's kind of like your conscience and that little voice that's inside of your head that is trying to lead you down the right path and is connected to your intuition which is um, something we all need to be tuned into to be uh, able to make good decisions in life and that kind of thing yeah this is our guest is Sarah Vatis, who's written well quite a few contributions. And one of one of your gifts, Sarah, is your capacity to take all these topics and bring them down into very practical steps. And before we go to break, um, can you tell us where people can find um, many of your writings, your books? Yes, I have. Um, I've been writing a lot of Kindle books lately. Um, one of them is called Talk to Me. Creating Emotional Intimacy with Love That Listens, and it's on Amazon. And if you just plug in my name, Saravatis, and Kindle, then you'll see a list of books that come up. And I've made them very affordable. Some of them are only 99 cents, and uh, you can just drop in and download them to your e-reader and uh, get some practical information. Absolutely, and and that's the key. There is so much of what you write is heartfelt, but also just really simple and practical. Um, 
We're going to pick things up in just a minute here, Sarah. We'll take a quick break and be back in just a couple of minutes on The Hoffman Connection. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. And we're here today with Sarah Batiste, and um, she just gave uh, us all a way to find her work on Amazon, that is to say to type in her name, but I want to spell her name, S-I-R-A-H, and then V-I-T-T-E-S-S-E. No, so, that's wrong. V-E-T-T-E-S-E. <laughs> Did I say something different than that? Yes. All right. So we got it better. We got it right now. Well, we're here with Sarah, and she is a relationships expert. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you is a very practical one. And um, how do you know when it's time to cut your losses in a relationship? Or is it, you know, in other words, we get into these relationships, fall in love, everything's great for a while, and then things start to be problematic perhaps. And then we, we commit ourselves to working on the relationship and trying to fix the things that aren't right. But how do you know when it's time to, when it's a matter of working harder or getting out of it? Well, I love this question because it's a very tough one, actually, to answer. There's no cut-and-dried answer, but there's, I think when you reach a point where you you accept the person as they are, and if that person as they are who is in relation to you is has enough qualities that you can live with and accept, and 
that you can see those as a gift to yourself in terms of your own healing, your own development, your own growth, then you have a chance of making it and being successful. If those qualities are things in that person that, for whatever reason, and there's no judging here, you absolutely can't live with, and it's impossible to imagine your life in the future with some of the traits that that other person has because they're not compatible with yours, then you really have to take a look at, you know, moving on. Because I do believe, you know, compatibility is critical for a successful relationship. There have to be enough uh, positive uh, experiences and enough in common where the two of you are looking out in the same direction and you enjoy each other's company and you have, you know, you have things that you really enjoy doing with each other. But if, for whatever reasons, there isn't enough fulfillment in a day-to-day experience with that person, you have to look at, you know, how to move forward. And I always encourage people to really take a look at themselves deeply before they decide to get out of a relationship because if you're moving forward and you're moving onward, you don't want to recreate the same dynamic with the person that you've been with and attract the same kind of energy to your life and do the same thing all over again. You want to find out, you know, what wasn't working and why it wasn't working for you and and move on in a positive way. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And uh, I was just thinking about how one of the things that's, I think, perhaps difficult for or we don't necessarily reflect on uh, immediately is that relationships are always going to uh, the the more intimate and the more fulfilling they are also the more they bring up things in each other that haven't come up before and that might be painful to one person or the other and so they're also an area for learning and you know when when my wife triggers something me it's an opportunity for me to look and say what is it that what is it that's coming up? Or if I do the same for her, I can say, what is it about me that I brought, that I, that I triggered her? So I can own it a bit. And, and so there's this dual thing going on where we are fundamentally accepting the person as they are, which you just said, and that, and the qualities they have, and also recognize that we're in a learning, uh, relationships are by their nature a learning experience. So it's that dual thing. Would you would you agree with that? Absolutely, and you stated it so beautifully. And it, it is important uh, to you know raise that conversation because that's what true intimacy is: is the ability between two people, the ability to be able to see each other's dark side and not be frightened by it, and in fact be able to work with each other in becoming better people all the time. But that doesn't always happen. I, I mean, I think it's an ideal situation where there's a beautiful dynamic of loving energy between two people and they have that self-awareness that they can, you know, bring up to each other and say, you know, I realize this has happened to me with you again and again. But if the person that they're with is rejecting a conversation, a deep conversation about it, or um, continuing to behave badly, for example, then um, then it's very difficult to get to that place where you can be together in it moving forward in life. So mm-hmm. it's it's actually a, the dance of intimacy is, you know, that's what, really what it's all about, is having, you know, that deep contact with someone and being able to feel safe enough to talk about it and to say, I know you're helping me heal a wound here, 
Um, but, you know, I want to be in it with you. And when you use the word wound, what does that mean? And what is an emotional wound? Is a, well, I that? just, uh, I, I want to be concrete. So I'll, I'll go back to my example of, you know, my emotional wound as a child was rejection, a constant feeling of being rejected. So um, I'm going to be attracting a person in my life who actually would do that because that's that's something that I, I'm familiar with. And, for example, the relationship I'm in right now, for the first three years of my relationship, he wouldn't commit, so he was always rejecting me. And I just decided, this is great. I'm so glad <laughs> because then I get to work on it. And you know what? It, it truly is a miracle be, because I worked it through for so long that I just decided to be with it. And as I was being with it, the feeling of being rejected dissipated. And it made me love myself because I could do it, you know? I found self-esteem in my ability to walk through this journey with all this confusion and pain and suffering and realize this was such a gift to me. And frankly, I mean, he's a great guy, so it was the perfect person to be walking through it with. But in another day or another time, another era, I might have rejected it myself and gone in another direction. But I, I woke up realizing this was important for me to get through. Mm. So you accepted your own uh, feelings of rejection, and as you did, they were replaced by feelings of self-acceptance. And as you accepted yourself more, he uh, rejected you less. Is that kind of how it went? Absolutely, absolutely, and it's not an issue for me anymore. I've, I feel like I've healed it, you know, I, because I know it. It's, it's not something I, I, I live with in a negative way. It's, it's really been a transformation. And one of the secrets here is that you weren't getting him to stop. Re you weren't trying to get him to stop rejecting you. Exactly. You were you were dealing with your own feelings. Exactly. And that was the, the, the secret passage, the secret way through it, was to deal with your own responses and your own feelings. And it's funny that way, isn't it, how sometimes you work on what is um, bothering you and it sort of disappears in the other person. Right. And that's really what self, what, what this whole conversation is about is, you know, when you get it, when you realize it's all about you taking responsibility for what's going on inside and that other person is just giving you a gift by reflecting something to you that you need to work on. And, you know, we have choices around that. This is, this is what free will is for all of us. And, um, you know, I was very lucky because I have a wonderful relationship and you know but um i realized it was my job to get through it and i was either going to be with him at the end of getting through it or not and fortunately i ended up staying and we have you know a very loving experience with each other now but i know that i contributed a lot to making it work that's wonderful now tell us i was um intrigued by something you said earlier when you, i think you quoted freud and it was that something about could you could you repeat that something's Things keep coming up until we become it's aware of them. It's the repetition compulsion. Whatever uh -huh. is incomplete from the past, we tend to recreate over and over again until we become familiar with it and aware of what it is. So one might say that life, if we follow that, life is really designed somehow to bring up what's incomplete, in other words, to bring up what is unfinished business or pain. Uh, and uh, life is, a, therefore, a school for, or a place where we become aware of, of that 
and complete it. That's right. And and so, you know, um, one of the things that, that I think is really interesting here is that we, we don't have to intellectualize anything. We have all the information already mm-hmm. contained within us because we are spiritual beings. And so we don't have to look too far because whatever we need, you know, if we really translate the word from intimacy, it's it's self-love. And that self-love can heal anything. It can mm-hmm. renew us. It can make us feel safe. It can inspire us with its power and also bring us closer to God. Everything that happens to us, whatever it is, is meant to create new possibilities and and be a conduit to experiencing more love in, you know, countless ways. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, um, I know this is a subject uh, of great interest to everyone, not only in romantic relationships, but also relationships with your children. And really what Saras, what you're saying here is that it all begins with your relationship with yourself and becoming comfortable with, in a certain sense, that which we have not been comfortable with before so that we can be curious about it and become aware of it. And somehow that quality of awareness and comfort and presence actually has a, a healing effect, if I'm hearing you right. Is that Absolutely. what you're saying? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's healing and it's profound. You know, I, I, I don't know if you remember that in the movie, this really affected me, the avatar uh-huh. and the, um, the, the very, very last scene is I see you. Right, yeah. It was, it was so beautiful to me because I think if we can adopt that idea that you know, intimacy comes from just looking in someone's eyes and not being afraid of looking, having them look at you and being seen and knowing fully that the truth is we, we all know who we are. You can't really hide your stuff. You can't pretend you're not this person when you really are who you are. And so, you know, when you really understand that we're, we can't hide our, our shadow, we're being seen all the time. And we accept that that's true intimacy as we walk about the world. It allows us to have a feeling of comfort and peace and really true connection to something divine and something spiritual and something, you know, almost otherworldly because we're, you know, we're not taking this too seriously. Great. Hey, Sarah, we're going to uh, jump to a break in just a minute here. Um, but let me put in this plug for our uh, the Hoffman Institute's year-end gift certificate of $145 off our primary course, the Hoffman Process, plus a $300 early bird discount if you sign up for a 2012 or 2013 process before prices go up in January. So see our website for more details. And if you'd like to learn more about what our courses are, you can also find out more about that at hoffmaninstitute.org where there's information on all our courses and the teachers, etc. And uh, on our weekly free um, confidential enrollment call, introduction call. It's all there at hoffmaninstitute.org. And we'd love it if you liked, it on, liked us on Facebook and followed us on Twitter. We'll be right back uh, with more with Savara Batiste here on the Hoffman Connection.
Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. And welcome back. I'm Ed McClune with Raz and Grossi and our guest, Dr. Saravatis, whose latest book is Spiritual Makeover, Ten Practices for Falling in Love with Your Life. And Sarah, you've, you've helped hundreds of people, whether it's through media, your books, television, workshops that you've done, also individual clients. And you know, one of the things that occurs to me is that Especially culturally, there's so much emphasis on not looking inside, but, you know, to get greater intimacy, have the right outfit, haircut, makeup, Apple toy, you know, device, and then you'll be lovable. So there's so much, there's so much emphasis on, um, whatever, covering over what is vulnerable inside me in order to have, get love. What, what, what do you recommend? What are you thinking about all that? Well, I think it's fascinating because if you look at so, this in a sociological way, the human brain is really wired to um, want to be taken care of. I mean, it's, it's kind of people have become experts at tricking the human brain to want something, whether it's a a new lipstick or a new product of some kind. And, I mean, women face this with, you know, looking beautiful and not being wrinkly and having the perfect physiology and body. And, uh, it, you know, it, what's interesting is if you take the whole thing of going to another country and going into the uh, wild and you come upon a culture in uh, another community where it is really popular uh, to have large breasts and large, you know, behind or whatever, that's seen as normal and that's what the way the brain works in that community. Or if all we had was, 
you know, we lived in a swamp and that was our world, that would be fine for us too. It's just that, you know, there has been an acceleration of, and I think it's very dangerous um, to humanity as a whole, to get more comfortable with the comforts of what we think are, you know, beauty um, and uh, all the things that make us feel, you know, more um, just an easier life and uh, things happen more quickly, the foods we eat, everything's pre-processed and that type of thing. But, you know, in the end, it doesn't make us happy. It doesn't make us feel more fulfilled, which is why when you take somebody from the inner city and take them on a walk in the middle of the country in nature, their eyes light up, a whole, they have a whole different experience of themselves in joy. In fact, that's one of the wonderful things that happens in your process where people experience the joy of nature. Um, and I just think it, you know, we have to be really sensitive to what's going on right now and try really hard um, to pay attention to whether we're being tricked and whether it's going to make us happy and make really good, intelligent decisions around what we invest in to do that. And we're all guilty of it. I mean, I am as well at, you know, wanting to be taken care of and, and wanting faster things. And um, But it's it's very important that we pay attention because I think there's going to be, there's a consequence to it ultimately uh, for humanity if we keep going in this direction. Well, even to the point where we start to objectify or commoditize, you know, our lover, you know, that that, that will be the best final product that makes me happy. Oh, absolutely. And, And, you know, real beauty is something that, I mean, I'll give you an example. If you're at a party and someone walks through the door who could be any body shape, any body type, and has a glow about them and an energy, a vibration that is really attractive, it has nothing to do with what they're wearing or how they look even. It has to do with coming from, with what's coming from the inside. That's real beauty. And so I think that we are having a conversation about that now. You know, this whole notion of um, vibrational beings and uh, how we really are more in tune with each other. It's There are many people discussing this and writing about it, and it, it, it makes me very happy that uh, we're, we're tuning into that now. And I think that's the beauty of the, the title of your book about a spiritual makeover, isn't it? You know, it's the actual whatever beauty comes from within and the way to get that beauty is to be interested in ourselves and look and listen. And discover your own sacredness in all of that because each of us have, we're here and we're living this life in the present moment and we are sacred beings. We don't have to look outside. We don't have to go anywhere. We have everything. It's all here right now. And if we can redefine that for ourselves and and accept that as truth, then life is actually a lot more joyful and free flowing and um, and and we're much more at peace with ourselves when we experience that we are, you know, cultivating this type of energy with ourselves all the time. Um, and it is a spiritual energy. Um, so, if we can just say, I am a spiritual being and own that and walk around feeling that way, life is more comfortable. Our problems so don't seem insurmountable. What you're really, I think, coaching us to do is uh, pay attention to the inner qualities of people 
which we might identify as the qualities of being. And uh, we talk about being in nature, and you're using the word being a lot. And I'm noticing that, by and large, our culture has got it the other way around. It's telling us to do and have. You know, if I if I buy this car or go to this place or um, do this particular activity, I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to feel peaceful, and and uh, I'll be you know acceptable to other people. And you're really saying start with the qualities of being on the inside, and then do the things that are consistent with your with your inner being, and and have the things that are consistent with your inner being, and you'll have a be happier. So really, it's an inside-out job is the way you're talking about love and, and connection to life and connection to other people. And also, you know, that this is this is a wonderful quote. Listen to your life. See it for the fathomless mystery it is. In the boredom and pain of it, no less than the in the excitement and gladness. Touch, taste, smell your way to the holy and hidden heart of it. Because in the last analysis, all moments are key moments, and life itself is grace. That's one of my favorite quotes. That's I love that. But true to exactly what you said. Now, who whose words are those? That was are those yours? by Frederick Buchner. Aha. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Okay. So, uh, Sarah, do you have any, um, you know, sort of... Uh, big headline type advice or two or three things you would love to leave our listeners with for their future and, um, you know, going forward with courage and grace? Well, I think one of the biggest stuckness things that we have going on in our lives has to do with fear. And I think when we just have courage and we walk through our lives with a feeling of courage to face the things that we're afraid of within ourselves and... Um, and make changes that are gratifying because change is always uh, a powerful experience and it doesn't mean you change your partner. It means that you change something within yourself that gives you a feeling of self-esteem and self-love and wherever we, f- we feel stuck, just keep moving out of it. And I think that is always something I recommend to the people that I work with is let's get, roll up our sleeves and find a way to move this energy from where it is to a happier place. And, and you know, no matter what the issue or the problem or the difficulty is in one's life, there's always a better, there's always a place to move it to so that you end up actually having a good day. <laughs> That's beautiful. And um, so, once again, let's just share with our listeners how to find you, how to find your books, your Kindle books, and um, you have a website as well? Yes, and I'll spell my name. It's Sarah Vitesse, S-I-R-A-H, V as in Victor, E-T-T-E-S like Sam, E. And I have a com. and I have a website, and a lot of tools on my website, and also... Uh, some Kindle books, which are only 99 cents on a lot of these topics that we've brought up today on relationships. And um, one of the issues that I talk about is uh, falling in love with an unavailable man, which could apply to a woman as well. So people go through that experience. And, and then my book, which is um, Spiritual Makeover, 10 Practices for Falling in Love with Your Life. So we encourage everyone to grab onto these links and 
give yourself access to the wisdom of Saravatis. And Sarah, thank you for all the love and support you give people in discovering love and well, discovering what's really important to them. And I just want to say one last thing about encouraging people to investigate, if you're listening, to investigate the Hoffman process, which changed my life uh, 15 years ago and uh, made a huge difference in the outcome of a lot of things that happened to me in my growth process. So I, you know, I'm a big proponent of that seven-day retreat, which is a dynamic, powerful experience for anybody who has the courage to do it. Thank you so. Thank you so much. We loved having thank you here this week. Thank you for all that you do, both you. And yeah, Sarah dynamic and powerful kind of describes you too, Sarah. <laughs> thank you so much. I just much. want to mention to our guests that next week we're having a, a, a fantastic man, David Bork. And David Bork has pioneered family business consulting uh, about 30, 40 years ago. About 40 years ago, David Bork combined um, business consulting with family systems theory and uh, has been working with family-owned businesses, and he'll have fascinating things to relate to us. So please join us next week. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, be good. It'll be great. So I think we're we're complete here. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again for being a part of the Hoffman Connection. Please join your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon, again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, make it an outstanding week.